are listening to The Chomp Cast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thanks for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. We have a great show today. And remember, if you enjoy what you're listening to and you want to support us, you can always go to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp. Um and help us, you know, help our community grow. Uh, but yeah, we have a smashing good show today, and thankfully, it's a new dawn. Wink, wink. A new day! A beautiful new day for us to discuss the hundreds of dollars we have spent buying the same games over and over and over for the topic of the show. That's right. With uh, comments from the at Swordchomp Instagram community, we talk about those special games that for whatever reason we've bought multiple times on many systems uh, or maybe even the same time on the same system over and over throughout the course of our life. So that should be a lot of fun. Cool way to get to know us and our community really had fun with the with this topic. Um, we have a lot of great polls to run through. We run those on the Swordchomp Instagram as well. We talk about the results um, on the show. Polls like uh, the cancellation of the Punisher and uh, Jessica Jones. People were really I had a lot of opinions on that. Um, the Fire Emblem joke from last week's show that I carried over. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's the Game of Thrones Harry Potter thing. Um, the Demon Ex Machina demo. I'm not sure if it's Daemon or Demon, so I figured that out. Um, but I'm just going to go with Daemon because that sounds nice. Um, well, Josh is probably going to shake his head or type something to make me feel really stupid. And of course, uh, gauging the interest of Days Gone now that it finally has a release date. Um, and, and then anything else that comes up. That's kind of the magic of these shows. It's going to be, yeah, it's Matt Damon. Matt, uh, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon ex machina. Uh, that's fantastic. A sequel to Goodwill Hunting that we've all been waiting for. Um, <laughs> it has mechs. It's a, it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, let's get to some intros. You can get to know the people you're going you know, to listen to over the next couple hours if it's your first show. And if not, you know, this is one of our... I love doing this. Love getting to talk to my friends, get everybody warmed up. Up first, Shay Lateness here, the professor from Japan. That's right. He broadcasts from Japan every week. Shay, I got a fun intro for you this week. Uh, first of all, glad you're here. How are you doing, man? Doing well. I'm a little bit sick. Um... But I'm here, I'm ready, and I'm willing, which is also <laughs> the name of my sex tape. <laughs> you know, you got that deep, it sounds good. Remember like in, the, wasn't that like a Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin got sick and his wife was really turned on by him? You got that nice deep. It seems sick. to work that way, doesn't it? Like, yeah. like I, I've heard that before, and I think we've all heard that before, you know, like from our significant others of past or present, like, man, I love your sick voice, and I'm like, doesn't feel good, but I'm glad you like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Shay, yeah, Shay's joining us in with a special new voice for today's show. So it's a, it's quite a treat. Um, but yeah, Shay, this is gonna be a fun, <laughs> fun, quick game. Right, I was thinking about this in honor of you because um, I know you're a big basketball fan. We had the NBA All Star Game this week, so I was thinking about a video game All Star basketball team. All right, check this out. Okay, I, mean, I might need your help. You've uh, Fish and of course Josh can jump in too even though I haven't introduced them yet but of course they're here um, <laughs> surprise there's other people wow. here <laughs> hello <laughs> um, tell me what you think of this uh, this NBA all-star team uh, for video game characters alright Shay at uh, center you know big centers like Shaq I have Mr. X from Resident Evil how about that how's that for, for a horrifyingly monstrous center I would think, you know, one of the Colossi from Shadow of the Colossus, but, you know, we'll go with Mr. X. 
Jesus, that's huge. Well, one thing I was trying to do is keep them humanoidy. Like I didn't put Sonic or anything animal-like on there. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So there's that yeah. Otherwise, Okay, so human. All right, all right. Humanoid, well, yes. I can't think of anyone better right now. Mm -hmm. I, I guess he's not really human. I'm on the but, spot you know, too, we'll, so. we'll go with it. We'll roll with it. He isn't. Isn't Mister X an android? I am no. I imagine he is a very large. Um, for power forward, I have. Young he has a large determination to score the ball in the hoop, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> I just like the idea of him stomping around the court with that creepy music and that <laughs> um, that you hear in the RE2 remake. Uh, anyways, yeah. I got um, power forward. How about this? Young Kratos, because there used to be this meme going around where young Kratos looked like Kevin Garnett with the goatee, um, which I thought was interesting. They were talking about who could play Kratos in a movie uh, for basketball fans. Um, I kind of dig Kratos that. Kratos and... Like... and He'd be he'd be fucking ferocious in the paint. He is so 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 competitive and determined. Like that man. Like you put a put a basketball in his hand and you tell him that the hoop is a some form of god. He's gonna score all of the time in the paint. Mm -hmm. That's right. That hoop, that hoop is an evil god. Um, I can I can see the I can see the uh, pep talk uh, in the coach's circle. All right, Kratos. That hoop is Zeus's face. I want you to dunk on his fucking face all the time. Right, you know, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull Coach Popovich. We're gonna, we're still gonna use him as the coach because he's the only one who could handle all of these person personalities. All right, well, we're gonna have to scratch Dutch because I had Dutch as the coach. So thanks thank God, <laughs> thank God, we want Popovich. <laughs> I just like him, like with the whiteboard. We got a plan, guys. This no, is my they'd, plan. Uh, they'd end up losing in the end. You'd keep them all together. <laughs> They'd lose really from organized, the beginning. And then, yeah, they'd kind of, yeah. Uh, well, not, technically not enough of them would actually survive to the end of the game. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so we got young Kratos. We got, there's only three positions left. We got Mr. X for center. How about this? Point guard, Nathan Drake. How about that? Leader? I actually was kind of just now thinking that, too. But, <laughs> you know, I don't know if. Nathan Drake's athletic enough, you know, like. Oh, have you seen Uncharted? He, <laughs> he climbs the mountains, I know, man. I know, I know, but you know, I also don't like. You know, the point of a point guard position is to be pass heavy. You know, you're setting up the like everything, and Nathan Drake is pretty. You know, he kind of plans things out a little bit, but most of the time he's flying by the seat of his pants, and that's not what you want in a point guard. You want someone who, you know, plans yeah. everything out ahead of time. That's true. Kind of a floor general. I'm trying to think who I would rather have at the point guard position in that instance. Well, just put it in the back of your mind for now, and then we'll uh, we'll think about it. What um, about, what you know, like, even though I'm not a big fan of the series, what about Snake? Oh, Metal Gear. Uh, interesting. Inter well, Snake is a little bit of a... I, uh, that's interesting. Okay, what's your make a well? How about this? If you're not a fan of the series, how are you going to make a case for him? Because you put a lot of thought into why. Because uh, he plans everything out, you know. Like he's very formulaic. Um, yeah, but you know, he isn't. He isn't trying to set everyone else up for success. I don't know, man. That sounds like a poster that I'd see in my classroom. Set everyone else up for success. Um, okay. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> come back to the point guard. We'll come back. That's good. Uh, I thought Nathan Drake was all right. Um, so how about this? Shooting guard. The greatest shooting guard of all time was Michael Jordan, right? Uh, the GOAT. Yeah. So I went with the GOAT of video games, Mario. How about that? 
One more time. Sorry, Skype was lagging. Uh, I got Mario for shooting guard because you know. Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time. Mario's the GOAT in video games. No, I... Yeah, yeah, I could see that being the case. You know, that wasn't my initial thought. But, yeah, I think he would work just fine. I was actually thinking Oron or Aron from Final Fantasy X. But, yeah, we'll go with Mario. Yeah, yeah he might actually fit in the next position. Because I had a... a qu- I didn't know what to do for a small forward. So I was thrown up between, like, Dalsim from Street Fighter because he has those arms that can just stretch the basketball... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um that's that's very literal though. Or maybe like Geralt. But yeah, maybe we could switch out Orin from uh small forward, you know, cuz small forwards are generally yeah. kind of lankier, taller. Um Yeah. Yeah, style players. And yeah. Yeah, I like Orin for small forward. What about like for point guard? What about um Otis from Owlboy? Yeah, no one knows who Otis is. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, Otis. We'll just settle for oh, Nathan Drake. Cute. You know, we haven't had a lot of time to think think this through. Yeah, it was just supposed to be fun. Uh, I knew. Yeah, I didn't know you were taking it so I, damn seriously. I, it, dude, like we could do a whole show topic on this. I would totally go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for being here, Shay. Of course, from Japan, joining us. Uh, maybe I'll take time editing a fake mock up of that and put it up on the the VIP patron of what that team actually looks like standing on the court. All five of them. <laughs> you don't want to see them next to each cool. other. That'll be um, cool. Joshua Fowler. <laughs> it would be cool. Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Uh, the Jimmy Rustler, the Space Cowboy. Uh, Josh, I noticed this week kind of surprising. You streamed some Fez, which kind of came out of nowhere. What, what was that about? Uh, well, I was planning on streaming on Wednesday and uh, didn't want to really get into anything new right before Anthem came out and get started on something I'd want to finish. And mm-hmm. I'd been streaming Overwatch the last couple times, so I figured I'd try something new there. So I just pulled out one of the uh, old standbys that I figured would be a fun game just to kind of go back through again. Fez. That, that was such an interesting game. Like, the creation of that game, all the controversy with... Phil Fish and uh, its creator, which I don't think he's made anything since Fez after all that, all that nonsense went down. You know what I mean? I don't think so. I I researched. Yeah. I was looking at it a little bit last year on his bio. I don't think he's made anything. Yeah, like as much hate as he got after that one, he kind of said, "Fuck y'all, I'm out." So, which is strange because wasn't it just like an innocuous comment about? A video game opinion, and there's hundreds of hot takes and video game opinions every. Wasn't that the thing he got um, ostracized for? Was uh, he said something negative about like Japanese video games or something like that? Do you remember specifically what it was, or am I wrong about this? I don't recall a particular single incident. I, he kind of had the whole thing that Jonathan Blow did with responding to all comments a lot. For a while oh, there. couldn't. Oh, all the hate. Okay, so the haters kind of got under his. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty much know? what I'm reading is basically that he got burnt out from all the work and all the comments and partnered with other stuff, such as like basically he felt like kind of in the video game industry that there's, there's prone for people. Uh, the conditions are prone to being overworked type of conditions or mm-hmm. kind of mental or verbal abuse 
and so he decided to step away from developing video games. Which is interesting because the game was critically received really well. So it's just fascinating. Like it wasn't like people didn't like the game, which is interesting. You think that would be the hardest, the best way to shut people up is just be like, hey, I made a game that people really enjoy, and then just kind of block well, out yeah, the noise. Like, but well, I mean, think kind of think about it the way like not to bring basketball back into it. This isn't a basketball podcast, but like the recent argument is you know Ben like LeBron James being the go to basketballers and Michael Jordan. And, you know, Michael Jordan always defers to the greats and the legends, which people think that's what makes him the GOAT. He's humble, whereas Mike, or, uh, LeBron James declared himself as the GOAT. And, like, you look at a lot of Phil Fish's interviews, he was talking a lot about himself and how great his game is going to be, and he's just hype, oh, like, okay. putting so much into that. And I think anyone's going to get a lot of hate if they, full, like, overly believe in themselves. You know, like... Mm-hmm. It's confident to the point of being arrogant, and I think that's kind of how he came off, um, you know, at a surface level, and that's probably where a lot of the hate was derived from. Yeah, which is weird because if you were confident to the point of arrogance, you'd think you wouldn't be the kind of personality type that would be bothered by uh, a bunch of idiots on the internet. You know what I mean? So it's just fascinating. Well, mm-hmm. well you know, not everyone has the most um, stable mentality in that when they are that arrogant, look at Kanye West, you know, so. I'm just saying it's interesting. That's tangential. It's a weird, yeah, it's it's a weird sort of like personality dichotomy. Uh, But Mm, if you watch Indie Game, the, I'm sorry, uh, if you watch Indie Game, the movie, they follow him in the creation of that and it's pretty fascinating stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyways, yeah, Fez, Fez is one of those games for me, it's like The Witness, I have a lot of appreciation for it and I think it's interesting, it just, uh, it's just too puzzly for me, I guess. Too much of a... It's like, just... I don't like the analysis of, like, this just isn't for me. Like, you have to explain why it isn't for you, because otherwise that analysis means nothing. It could mean it could be anything. A lot of people just say that when they don't want to try something new. But <laughs> yeah. I, I did I did, I did did like the short time I spent with Fez. It was just like, I, I could tell it was going to be a mine, like a puzzler kind of game. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. I'm already getting beat down here. I know I'm not going to last. <laughs> <laughs> But like the witness, but I, I I really admire both of those games from a creation standpoint. Mm-hmm. What it's worth. Anyways, that's cool. And I know, uh, glad to have you, Josh. I know Fish showed up to your stream as well. Uh, who's Fish? Well, that's right. He's the Filipino Johnny Depp, uh, joining us from Texas. Um, Howdy. Yeah. Um, glad you're here, Fish. Um, you know, I felt bad. I felt bad this week. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, uh, What's wrong, Morgan? I, I, my my wife was giving me shit too. So I I went to play a Aww. game with fish this. I went to play a game with fish this week, and he said, um, "I'm tired of getting my ass beat and having you rub it in my face. I'm not going to play with you anymore." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no! What did I do? I've spurned a friend of mine." Mm. And I. <laughs> At first, I thought it was kind of funny, and then I told my wife, and she's like, after everything Fish has been through, you're just going to beat his ass in Smash Brothers? What kind of friend are you? I'm like, oh, She's like, are you going to rub it in his face, too? I see those little videos you make. I know what you're doing. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Fish. I beat, I, I beat Fish out of Smash and back all the way to 1984, because he's been playing Tetris all week. So I'm sorry, Fish. I didn't mean yeah. to beat you all the way back to 1984. I apologize. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I, I was enjoying, you know, the whole uh, aesthetic of 
1984, the outrun and techno music from <laughs> Tetris, I guess. I, don't know. I, don't know. I thought you were going to go with the 1984, uh, you know, the classic novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I yeah, felt you bad beat about my that. Ass. You beat my I'm ass sorry. quite good. To I'm the sorry. point where it was just infuriating. Like, I, I just got real competitive. And, like, like me and you have always gone back and forth in, like, fighting games and anything competitive that we would play online together that we were going head-to-head on. Like, I, for some reason, it's you're pretty much the only person that I just take it way too seriously. And I'm just <laughs> like, I need to fucking beat this guy. And, like, yeah. Somehow well, it, you got really good with Samus in Super Smash Bros. Yeah, he does like the camping characters in there. <laughs> Just tossing oh, stuff at you until you eventually take enough damage that he can kind of walk up and slap you off the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I really like Ganondorf, too. I did feel bad. Well, it, it kind of was compounded because me and Josh were both playing you that night. And I was just like, I don't think Fish has got to win in a couple hours. I don't care who you are. That's gonna be. That's gonna make you angry in your very core. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's. Yep. It sucks that there isn't a better it way happens. to just like be be close friends and still just have good matches and be like, oh, that was really cool or that was good. Like, I'd like to. We can say that. Yeah. But when you're close friends, there's just too much friendly. Like, I don't know if there's a way to set a handicap on uh, online. You can, for like couch co-op. But I've not looked on there into those online settings to see if it'll balance on there. Like, I would feel terrible, Josh, if, <laughs> if I had to have a handicap. It's like, all uh, right, give Fish his uh, 200% handicap there. Hmm. There you go. You feel good about yourself? You uh, no, that would be, yeah, that'd be embarrassing. I actually, one of our VIPs and close friends, Akuna Matata, I played him this week a couple times, and he accused me of having a handicap because I beat him so badly. I was like, God damn, <laughs> there's no handicap online. Uh, but no, Fish is good because, by the way, Morgan here, General Mountain Time from Montana, um, it forced me to do the one thing I was afraid of, which was playing people online. You know I hate playing strangers on the internet. So mm-hmm. I've been doing yeah. that probably two hours a day, every day this week. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm getting really into it. Um, and I've only been using Ganondorf online for whatever reason. I want to I get really good with him. Because some guy, this guy kicked my ass with Ganondorf, and it was like the most mm-hmm. magical thing I've ever seen. Like, he, he's a very slow, like, you th- to get Ganondorf right, you have to basically get good at, like, trying to anticipate movements. Because he's so slow. Mm-hmm. Um and his recovery's terrible, so... Yeah, I think he's better online because of that reason. Like, the whole game is just enough slower that the heavies are just even better. Like, they're... In this in this version of Smash, they're better just period. All around, the heavies are just way more responsive and fun to play than they've ever been. But, like, hmm. online, it's... The whole game slows down just enough more that it makes the heavies just like pull in really close to the rest of the pack and makes just them, a hair yeah. yeah huh interesting it's it's if you play people online i'm telling you there's no rhyme i've played probably hundreds of matches now and they have like a weird point system that determines like 
I'm not I'm not a really big fan of it because you can play if you win half your matches for the day you'll probably be right at the same point total unless you get matched up with somebody with a really high point total like um so it's it's not my favorite system but they match you up with people of pretty equal skills mm -hmm. uh, which is nice and I see everyone on there there's no it's not like whenever I play I see one character all the time I mean there's there's kind of a lot of people like the fire emblem characters like Ike and Krom and stuff you see a solid amount of those. But I see everyone, dude. I see people that are great mm -hmm. at every fucking character. I had this guy kick my ass with the me character. The, the, um, yep. The, and it was wild how he did it, too. He was so slow, and I was beating his ass. And I, I've actually thought for sure that he was just like a kid or something. And I was like, I feel bad. And he started, I've never had anyone counter me before. He would actually counter the moves, like charge moves and stuff, where I would use them on him, and everything freezes, and it goes, whoosh, Boom! And all the all the damage transfers back to your own character. It's mm -hmm. fucking wild. I don't even know how he's. He's like a ninja, but uh, it's interesting, man. Like you'll see, there's not like one kind of character you see online. You'll see everybody and everything, and that's what makes it fun. Everyone just grabs a character they're good with, and you know, everyone probably wins some and you lose some. That's what it's kind of the way it goes. But uh, if you ever want to go back at it, fish, I got a Ganondorf for you. I haven't touched Samus in weeks. You know, oh, I feel dirty okay. now. Same as ever since what happened between us. Mm, no. <laughs> I, felt, I felt dirty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, I felt it just made me think a lot about competition and that stuff. Like all all the stress and anxiety that Fish has caused me over the course of my lifetime in Sword Chomp. I just ended up channeling it, and I'm very sorry, Fish. <laughs> I still love you. I, still, <laughs> I, still, uh, I guess that's a healthy way to do it through a video game. But to be fair, I was training. I was taking time to learn characters and, and play around stuff. So it wasn't like I was just picking it up and off the street and beating your ass. I was trying. So mm -hmm. uh, I was trying to put it into it. But yeah, it get, does get annoying. And, you know, I'm sure it'll come back around. We'll find a game that you just kick my ass in all the time. And Hopefully. will be perfect Hopefully. again. Um, but yeah, that's been my week, man. I, I'm balls deep in that. Um, but I'm excited because we have a... A couple things we want to talk about. Uh, I've got a little teaser for Far Cry New Dawn later, which I know you guys aren't a big fan about of the Far Cry 5 as much as me and Fish were, but just some early thoughts on that because it's interesting. Um, but the topic of the show is really cool this week because it's basically those games that have stuck with us our whole life to the point where we felt the need to buy them multiple times, whether it be on the same system because we lost it or something like that, even though that's objectively probably less interesting than actually wanting to buy the same game over and over for another reason. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. Our Instagram blew up with this one too. So many comments, so I'll try to get to a lot of them, which is a little abnormal, but I will try to get to as many as I can. Um, because so many people chimed in and they're a lot of fun and I'll try to make it interesting because you know if you're just reading comments on a podcast it can be kind of boring for a listener so we'll try to make those fun um, and see where this goes I think maybe for the sake of conversation should we just remove Skyrim from the list because I assume that's the joke right everyone's bought Skyrim <laughs> 8,000 times Shay <laughs> uh, mm. gave me the thumbs up okay <laughs> well uh, Shay this was kind of something you were thinking about when this topic came up so um was there something that happened recently or a game you had in mind when you started thinking about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I immediately thought of Shining Force. I bought that game so many times. I own... I think I bought three Sega Genesis copies, uh, U.S. versions. I bought the Japanese version, which is sitting at my house. Um, I, bought, I bought it for um, the Game Boy Advance version which was kind of cool because they mm -hmm. actually added some extra stuff into it. 
Like they added three new characters and they added these these cards that you also collect that do some various things. And then I bought it through the various collections of um the Sega Genesis collections on both the PS2 and PS3 or uh, sorry, Xbox 360. And then I'll end up be buying it again for the PS4 um as uh, we discussed <laughs> privately, so Wait, it's coming out again on the PS4? Well, they they had a Genesis collection re- release for oh, PS4. Oh, yeah, yeah. For for that new potential series you're thinking about starting. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, on yeah, Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then on top of that, I've emulated the game on like three or four different phones <laughs> to play it. Uh, well, and there's a good possibility yeah. that for you in that case, a lot of it's probably just that warm feeling of nostalgia you know that childhood that happiness it kind of like if you're in a discomfort like an uncomfortable place or situation like having a game like that can sort of make you feel a little bit more you know comfort foody right exactly it's comfort food for me you know we discussed this i think probably about 60 episodes ago now um comfort food games and for me it's you know i play that either shining force one or shining force two once a year every year like i'm like this is this is going to be the year where, you know, I, I just don't play a Shining Force game. You know, I need to start <laughs> playing other games. I need to move on with my life. And then there comes a point in my life where I'm just like, fuck, I really miss these games. I want to play one again. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was Shining Force 2. This year will probably be Shining Force 1. So it's coming. I just don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. Is there another one? You know, that might be, you know, with that, that series, that might be the first thing I play, actually. Hmm. So is, I'm playing it for a purpose. Oh, yeah. The series. I can't announce the name yet, right? Is it still top secret? Still top secret, because okay. I haven't rolled it out yet. That's what she... Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. Um, is there an... <laughs> well, no, maybe. She could roll it out, you know? Yeah, she, she hasn't could. rolled it out yet. If she was baking something. Baking nice, warm apple pie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Warming up the oven, you know. Uh, was there another game, Shay, that you were thinking about, maybe by chance? There's got to be another one besides Shining Force that lives in your hall. <laughs> of... um, you know, off the top of my head, um, probably Final Fantasy X is another big one. Uh, you know, the, the original release for the PS2. The HD remake for the PS3, and then the HD remake for the PS4. You know, I bought it and played it multiple times. Um, it's a game that I love very much. It's not my favorite one, but it's my second favorite one. So I've definitely played that one heaps of times. Uh, hmm. I just I can't get enough of Final Fantasy X. Like I always play that game, and I always get something new out of it every time. And I focus on different yeah. things every time. So. Um, I think that's probably the, the other main one that I do. I can't really think of any others like off the top of my head that I've in a shocking, a shocking plot twist. He's only bought Skyrim once. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Really? That really is the truth to be honest. That, with you. That would be fun. One time. Um, uh, all right. Well, those, those are good ones, uh, Shining Force. Still hoping to meet the one listener out there who's played Shining Force so they can write in and make Dude, Shea for real. Happy. Well, I, I mean, there have been a few of them. There have been a few of them. But to have the, the, the fervent adoration and admiration that I have for the game, the series, um, for that to be this random listener that just messages me one day on Instagram and is like, dude, 
I hear you talk about Shining Force all the time on Chomcast. I fucking love that series. Yeah. I'm probably going to marry the person, guy, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. Man, like, it's just going to happen. I could see that. If it was a girl, oh my God. If you want to find the like, way to Shay's heart, it, uh, it, slide nothing into else DMs. would matter. <laughs> Literally nothing else would matter. <laughs> She's like, I love Shining Force. I'd be like, I'll see you in I'm Vegas so, in 24 hours. <laughs> I'm so turgid right now. Um, all right, uh, Josh, when you thought about this question, I know you, well, I'm just curious. I guess I shouldn't set this up too much. What, um, where, where did you go with it? There are a few of them that I've bought just many times, like way too many. But I think the game I own the most copies of is Zelda Ocarina of Time. Because mm, I've yeah. got two N64 versions, like the original one and then the gold cartridge one, because at the time there were all of these rumors about secrets and stuff like that. And I don't think there's actually any difference between those two versions. Um, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. from playing it a bunch. But this was like pre... I mean, the internet was there, the but internet, it wasn't yeah. the real thing. <laughs> so there were all yeah. these things. So of course I got the gold version thinking there might be more secrets in here. Ooh. And, yeah. So I, I bought two copies of Zelda on the N64, and then That's I got... That's a missed opportunity the, on Nintendo's part. They should have done yeah, that. Yeah, I got the copy that was like a pre-order with Wind Waker that had... Oh, I had that one, too. That was great. Yeah, yeah. That had it had the original version and then the Master Quest version, which was like... Um, hard, hard mode. Hard mode. Of. Like, all the enemies hit harder... And the dungeons were, like, reshuffled. They reshuffled what chests had what. Like, basically everything was in the same spot, but mm -hmm. everything was in a different order. So you had to, like, figure out ways around these dungeons that were really way more confusing because the, the keys were just kind of all over the place. It really changed the way you had to play through them. Except, oddly enough, for the water temple which somehow they managed to put, like, all the keys in order because you had to go all over the place already on that one and they couldn't really make it harder and they accidentally made the Water Temple way easier on Master <laughs> Quest. You kind of just went you. in a straight line all the way through it. Um, you know, the funny thing about that one, Josh, I had no idea. I wasn't super familiar with Zelda at the time. That was one of the best pre-order bonuses I can it remember. It really was. Like It was a free game. It was a, it was was And it was one of the greatest yeah. games ever. And it primed you for Wind Waker, which was technically a sequel, because you would go down, mm -hmm. you know, if you haven't played Wind Waker, there's a point in the game where you actually go down to the original Hyrule that's covered in water, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it was really cool. And it kind of primed me for Zelda, because I'd never played one before, so it kind of got me ready. It was dated, but I was still like, okay, I can see why people really lo love this game. And uh, and it was free, just for pre-ordering the goddamn game. I mean, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. God, now, now you, now it's like, oh, you can get an extra skin for your character when you pre-order. What mm -hmm. happened? Yeah, that was that was golden age. Pre-order now and get a horse shader. <laughs> Woo! Like, really? Just it's a shiny awesome. horse shader. Get this awesome pewter statue that will break if you touch it and crumble into dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I my theory Start on that the game Josh, was with two extra lockpicks. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, 
My, my theory on that was just that Nintendo... Grant, the, the sentiment on that game, Wind Waker, has changed over time. Now, 99% of people think it's beautiful. It's cool that happened. But at the time, there was the controversy. And mm-hmm. my theory on that was just that they wanted people to try the game so badly because they knew they'd love it that they were like, look, we're going to give you a free game if you pre-order yeah. it. Give it a shot, you know? Well, not so just I think that. That's... It's like a free game. A new version of a game that you all love. Like, because so many of the haters when Wind Waker was originally coming out were just like, oh, it needs to be more realistic. We've got all this new next-gen hardware. Everything has to be more realistic. Which is absolutely a trap because nothing on those systems looks remotely realistic. No, and, yeah. I mean, look how Twilight yeah. Princess turned out. It didn't really look the... I mean, it's a, it's a great game, but it didn't really visually mm-hmm. stick out because they went back to the... Yep. It just looked kind of weird. Uh, mm-hmm. that's yeah, Ocarina of Time. That's that's a very Josh. Was there was there a second? Was there a runner up? Um, I've mentioned before that I've bought multiple copies of like Final Fantasy five and six, the the SNES games, just because I love those ones so much. Um, mm. yeah, just for all the different consoles. Be- well, that because they keep re-releasing them, but they re-release them really inexpensively, which has always been nice. So you can like pick up a new copy of it. And it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's 10, bucks. 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that again, sure. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, they always make it just the it's right amount to make me it. think, yeah, maybe I do need that. Maybe, maybe I maybe I can afford that. <laughs> you, you give, yes, the, the price on those is tempting, even for me. I'm like, oh, $10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, those are those are good ones. Final Fantasy is a big one, I think, for for most of us too. A lot of commenters had that. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Fish, what about you, man? What what does Fish buy over and over again? The man who hates video games. Hmm. Mm. Final Fantasy VII. Hmm. I've only bought it one other time after <laughs> I originally bought it on the PlayStation. <laughs> they came out with you know uh, when PSN uh, started coming out with. Uh, releasing older games um from the ps1 and ps2 on there i was i was i was waiting i was like wow they're gonna release final fantasy 7 on here and i'm gonna buy that shit because i want to play that you know on this new hardware that i have and i ended up buying it i played like 30 minutes of it and never touched it again (laughs) (laughs) that happens to a lot of us you know it's you know i guess it's just like the comfort of knowing that you have the game and it was, I was almost like I was buying back my happiness whenever I purchased it once again. I felt like I was, you know, supporting the game in a way, in my own way, I guess. I mean, I'm just, at this point, just giving money to PlayStation for a game that's just, like, I don't know how how much work went into um, putting it onto that system. But, um, yeah, I was just buying it out of almost like a the comfort of knowing that I have the game if I want to play it again right then and there on that system because at that point I didn't have a PS1 so um yeah that, that's, that's that's a big thing it, that's a big thing is like being able to have that game if you want it right it's like you have to have yes, that, that comfort, comfort there at the end of the day yeah mm-hmm. yeah that that's mainly why I got it um other than wanting to play it on you know a newer system, even though it probably didn't run any better or any worse. 
Um, so. Well, and th- so that's the tricky thing, too. A lot of times we buy those games and you're just like, you know, this is cool, but it can be harder sometimes for the older games, especially the long ones like that, to hold your attention. Because I like, you to sit down and play 80 hours of Final Fantasy VII again. I mean, right? maybe, maybe, but it's it's not maybe. an easy task, you know. Yeah, it's tough. <clears throat> um, uh, is that the only game you've ever bought in twice? No. No, I've uh, I bought Borderlands for two different systems. Um, gross. And Ew, gross. <laughs> whatever. Anyways, messing. no. Um, I think at the time, I had sold my PS2 to get a 360, and then I had a PS3 as well. And for some reason, I I wanted to have another copy on my 360 instead of just my PS4. I, I don't know what was going on back then, but. Well- well, you were playing it with your wife, so it was like a cool thing that you were... Your oh, ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You, you yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did Fish get married again? <laughs> I, I caught it. I caught it. I caught it. Yeah. His at-that-time time wife. You know. There you go. Get it right, fucker. He's not... Mm, you know, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. I want to go in on this. I'm going to stop there. Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Borderlands. Um... Recently, Monster Hunter Worlds, oh. I bought uh, for the PS4 originally, put in about 300 hours on there, and then put another 40 hours into it <laughs> on the uh, Xbox One X. So You already put 40 hours into that? No way. Get the I, fuck I think I have, yeah. No, because you're not even to where I am in the game yet, So, and I don't think I put 40 hours into it. Trying to think where I am at in that game. Mm, I know I'm in the second area for sure. I think this is like a fish story. It's like, it was this big, you know? But, uh, you know, who's to say? Who's to say you're wrong? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I tricked you into that one. I tricked you into buying No Man's Sky twice, too, which was nice. Because you had that for PC. Oh, yeah, that's right. You You tricked me real good on that one, too. It was pretty nice. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, just planet, but uh, that's a, that's a pretty good list. It's a pretty good list of games. Uh, I don't think this one counts because it was emulated, but Super Metroid, I played way back in the day. Then when I found out about emulators, I was like, "Oh, there's one game I really want to fucking play on a PC right now," and that was Super Metroid. Hold on. So the question is, what games have you purchased several times? Oh. And your answer is a game that you illegally downloaded on the internet for free. Oops. I, pay, <laughs> I, I, I paid with it in uh, uh, Trojans and malware being installed onto my computer. Oh. So um, yeah. I had to you deal with that. Paid the heavy price there, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to tell if that came from the em- emulation sites or all the porn you were looking at, but one of the two um god i sound like such an old man you illegally downloaded super metroid oh god i know what you mean though it felt like you were reliving it but have you i bought super metroid several times i bought it on the nintendo network again so um it's on the 3ds too i think if you want i mean it's the same network technically for some of them but different systems that's that's the big that's the big one I, I posted about this week for me when I put the picture up was me and Donkey Kong Country because Nintendo is insidious about this. Um, <laughs> I got it right. Ha ha ha. I did it. Finally, it took me two years. I'm so proud of uh, you. <laughs> so Nintendo does this thing where 
if I think back to it, I had Donkey Kong Country as a kid that I bought. It was my it was like a sixty dollar birthday gift, which back in the day was huge. And then I bought it again on Game Boy Advance, just because they did like it wasn't the best version of the game, but they had it on Game Boy Advance. And I was like, I played my Game Boy Advance all the time. Why not? I'll just have it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got it on my the first time I had a Wii. I bought it on the Nintendo Network. Uh, the, the Wii Shop channel or whatever. We had a bunch of classic games and they're like Donkey Kong, Mario, all the good stuff, you know. And then when I got divorced, I lost the Wii somehow. Got another one from my new wife. It's uh, a weird phrase. And then I bought, <laughs> I bought it again last year <laughs> and uh, played through it again for the podcast. So... I've bought in that game like four or five times, which is pretty insane. And you know what the frustrating thing is? If I want to just go play Donkey Kong Country right now on my Switch, I think I should be able to, and I can't because it's not there yet. They don't have Super Nintendo games on the Switch. This is what Nintendo does. I'm going to have to buy it again, Josh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to buy it again. <sighs> you might not have to. The Nintendo games they have on there are all free currently. <gasps> That's true. That's so true. So if they I ever get around to adding yeah. Super Nintendo games... They could put that on there as like part of the monthly thing as well for your for your online stuff. So possibly. That's Who knows where exactly they're going with that. But possibly they might not make you pay for it again. That's a good point. I actually was playing those this morning, Josh. I'm not even kidding you. I downloaded it for fun. Mm-hmm. They kinda hide it in there too. They should really highlight that. The fact that you can get it's like you download, it's almost like an app, and it has, mm-hmm. like, all the, and you can play them with friends, too, or, like, compare how, some of the games you can, because yeah. it looked like you could play them, um, and I, I jumped into, like, four or five games for, for shits and grins. Yeah. For example, I did not know the original Donkey Kong starts off, like, it doesn't have a lot of music, but when you play the original Donkey Kong, at the very beginning, it's like, do 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 do, 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 do. And that's it. And then you just start climbing ladders. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's where, you know, David Weiss took all the, the you know, the idea. I'm sure that opening melody, of course, for everything they um, composed for Donkey Kong Country and stuff. So it was, it's cool to go back and see those games fr- from that perspective. But, yeah, they're all free. So if you have a Switch and you miss that somehow, you should go check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, they, probably have, they probably have original Tetris on there, Fish. If you got that Tetris bug. We could do pure Tetris. None of that 99 shit. (laughs) Give me that 99 shit. No, boo. Mm. I don't understand how the attacking... That game is so irritating to me. Like, I'm having a good round of Tetris, and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, like, seven silver lines just show up in my box. And I'm like, what's happening? What is (laughs) happening? You gotta attack back, man. I don't know how. I don't get it. It it doesn't tell you. If you're worried about everyone deciding to attack you all of a sudden, you can save up a bunch of lines and... Yeah. Instead of attacking, use them to defend. So all of a sudden, everyone will waste their right. attacks. And because, like, instead of sending attacks out, like if you have a backlog of attacks coming in, you can defend yourself first. And that uh, that's a good way to kind of keep from mm-hmm. just dying out of nowhere. It, uh, right. it doesn't really help at the beginning, though. Like, if sometimes you can just no. get screwed at the beginning and have, like, like, as soon as the game starts, like, all of a sudden, eight people are attacking you, and it's just a yes. loss. You're just like, well, I'm not yeah, going to, there's yeah, no yeah. way to do That's that. That's what I'm talking it, about. It's almost random yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if, That's, like, just, just enough people decide they need to start attacking you all at once, right at the beginning. Like, later on, you can, it's probably because you screwed yourself by not defending, but 
at the beginning, you can just get screwed out of nowhere. Yeah, randomly. and that's so yeah. frustrating. Yeah, it really is. I like pure Tetris. I did. That was the first time I ever played Tetris in my life that I can remember. Um, and I'm not even kidding. This is my real analysis. This is going to sound like a joke, but I'm dead serious. I thought the colors mattered because there's the, <laughs> the blocks... Because the blocks all have different colors, so I thought there was sort of like a matching color element to it, right? But <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. The colors have nothing to do with Tetris at all. No, it which just makes it easier fair. to see which blocks are coming up next. Yeah. yeah. It just, I thought that was funny. Because I was watching a lot of the Tetris stuff for the Tetris effect, and there was no colors. And I'm like, wait a second, is this like a different kind of Tetris? What's, uh, what's going on here? Because from what I've seen in the Tetris effect, everything's like kind of a glowing color. Mm -hmm. There's not, they don't separate it by, um, which is interesting. Yeah, no, the so, colors yeah. were added in, I don't remember which version. One of the older versions, and they've basically been standardized since then. But it just, it makes it a little bit easier to see which blocks are coming up since they're color-coded. So you can just, without even looking at the queue, tell what's going yeah. up next. Yeah, I a had Tetris easier. on the g original Game Boy, and I believe they were they had different colors back then. Did they? There was no color. There was they? no color on the Game they Boy. Have, they have green and different, slightly different darker shit. green. This one, this one looks. I don't know. A little bit, a little bit more of an LCD green than than the other LCD green. <laughs> Fish no, they, they, they had yeah. they were they were color coded. <laughs> I swear to God, he's, he's digging in. To the he's digging board. into this one, isn't he? I'm gonna Google it right now. It was fish. different shades of a certain <laughs> monochrome color. Oh, okay, fourteen shades of gray. Mm -hmm. My favorite stain yeah. <laughs> What? How many 14? shades? Uh, you ever heard the fourteen shades of gray, man? Fifty shades of gray. No, that's the erotic novels for oh. horny housewives. Oh. Let's see. Tetris okay. Game Boy. I'm looking it up right now. Um, <laughs> that's funny. You're funny. You're a funny guy, Fish. <laughs> Always good for a good giggle. <laughs> you know no, what? I, I specifically to, remember that because to defend like it... to defend Fish, it's he's sort of right. There Thank is you. if you look at this picture, they have you different really patterns. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. more of a pattern and then light. Tones and darker tones, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. yes, it's to help you differentiate the blocks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. See, fish, I, I got your back here. I'm, I'm good checking you out. You know. Thank you. You were close. Keep, keep the... me honest. Because <laughs> I always am. I just just the phrase talking about color with Game Boy, the original Game Boy. Is funny, <laughs> I know, right? That's kind of fucked up. Uh, and yeah, and so the, the other minor ones for me, I bought Tomb Raider a bunch on PC, PSN, the original game. I have No Man's Sky, I bought an Xbox One X for that. And of course, I have it on PS4 for my family, and then I had it on um, I had it on PS4. I sent it to Shea in Japan, which was nice, because we got to play it together. Um, so I have like, if I bought a game and give it away to someone, sometimes I want it back again. And that's like a funny thing that happens to me sometimes. Where like, <laughs> where like I give someone a game as a gift or something and then like, I'm like, shit, I want to play that. Like Pokemon or so, or you know what I mean? Or you trade in a game mm -hmm. and you're like, man, I want to play it again like 10 years later. I need to go buy it. <laughs> that happens to me a lot because I trade in a lot of games. Um, but the, the big one for me was a lot of the Nintendo properties, mostly Donkey Kong. And I'll do yeah. it. I will say this. If they have multiplayer on Donkey Kong Country, if they bring that to the Switch, I can drag fish through Donkey Kong Country and help him get through those barrels and those bees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can get there together. 
you could touch all the bees and I could just fly on by them. <laughs> That's right. You can be Diddy. You can just ride on my back. Mm. Oh, really? Give me, give me massages Hell and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'll do that. Is there like a little mini game to massaging Donkey Kong's back? <laughs> well, yeah, he's... You know what's funny? I was thinking about this this week. This t- the dumb shit you overanalyze. I was so in Smash Brothers and in and, and like old movies, like when people want to get a big punch, they take their hand like this and they go, ooh, ooh. And, you know, they do like the circles. And that, yeah. that doesn't where did that start? You don't get extra power from spinning your arm in circles. Like how the hell did that hmm. stupid thing mm, start? I think scientifically all the blood starts rushing to your fists, making it a lot bigger whenever you get that centrifugal force in that yeah. rotation in that arm and eventually that fist will swell up big enough yep. to where you uh, you got a bigger impact on it. Yeah, you don't want to hit hit somebody with like a a flaccid fist. It's uh let's <laughs> <laughs> to say all the swinging and all the swelling he's talking about reminds me a lot of my sex technique. Um <laughs> Oh, you do the helicopter? Uh, I, I wish. Oh, <laughs> oh, poor More like um, I don't know, a little hummingbird wing or something. Little um, jigglypuff? No, man, no, no. I kill lots of jigglypuffs online. Let me tell you what. Anyways, let's get the the listeners involved here, and we can respond to their comments. Uh, lots of good stuff, so I'll try to grab the interesting ones. Not that if you left your comment, it's not interesting, but just maybe something that sticks out a little bit. Um, because otherwise, just people that you don't know listing random games they bought. So let's go down the list here. Um, uh, oh god, there's so many comments, I had to load it like seven times. Okay. Um, <laughs> but by the way, Rich Meister commented that he was going to put that picture of me in a frame at his local IKEA, and I didn't know what an IKEA was, so I had to look it up. Apparently, it's a furniture store. Uh, oh fuck! Huh? What? An IKEA it's here 2019, and you don't well, know what? Well, he lives I- in Montana. Well, there's no oh. IKEA in Great Falls. That I- doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of memes about IKEA and shit like that. I think I had an Ikea pet when I was little, and they grew grass on the back of the, you know, talking about. Damn you. No. That's a Chia pet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was the joke fish. Um, But thank you. Let's see. Oh, 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 okay. This is a good one. The Jake and Wen said Kingdom Hearts. Take my money, sell me the same game, I'll take it. Uh, We talked about that last week because they Mm -hmm. kept... Um, reissuing it so people could because there was such a long delay. Between, well, between. it wasn't so much that is that they remastered it with like a ton of extra content each time because the first games came out before DLC was really a thing. So, uh, oddly enough, I'm actually expecting instead of a remastered version to come out a year later for them to actually just have that all be DLC for this for Kingdom Hearts 3. Because this is oh, kind of the yeah, first that's... time they've been that, that's been an option to add <laughs> in like all the extra yeah. post-game bosses and stuff that they've Kingdom always Hearts... added in and like extra cutscenes. So. Yeah, Kingdom yeah. Hearts 2 was pre-DLC era. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's that yeah, that's the way they did it. Was just by re-releasing the game with a ton more content. Yeah, so that's a good one. That's a good one. I think a lot of people can relate to that. 
See, this guy I can relate to too. Kurtman, 2K20 said, I love Donkey Kong Country. The whole original trilogy is awesome. Some of my favorites. And by the way, I bought the other ones on there many times too. Um, mm-hmm. I bought I bought them on Wii, Wii U, and 3DS. So I feel your pain. And I love it. Mm-hmm. That's true. The other ones too. I remember one time I went to this rare gaming store. or <laughs> rare. God, that's such a stupid phrase. I went to one of those like um, high-end gaming collector stores in uh, Spokane, um, on, um, Washington. And uh, they had Donkey Kong Country 2 there, and I ended up shelling out a lot of cash on it. Uh, and Donkey Kong Country 3 to cl- complete my collection. And then I ended mm-hmm. up selling them to this uh, airman that lives around my town, like, this year, um, who was getting into streaming a lot of classic games, and I sell- sold them. And it was hard to watch them go, but I felt good about Because I, re- I re-bought them again so many times on digital, so. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I wish I kept 2 and 3, though, just to... Just to stare at him in my office. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, maybe not three. That one game's not that great. Uh, okay, it's really good. Not great. All right. Uh, so, uh, average <laughs> uh, average brown guy said Dunk on Country 2. Lost my GBA copy again, so I had to buy one. Just mentioned that one. So, how about this one? Xmaster91 said San Andreas on PS2, Xbox, and Xbox Digital, Xbox 360. 360 HD remaster, Windows Edition, and just replayed <laughs> Xbox One with backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> man. He must really <laughs> like that game. San Andreas yeah. is my favorite Grand Theft Auto. So Yeah, no, that's that one's worth going through over and over again. Like some of those games, like we're gonna keep coming back to that, but just a good comfort food game is always a nice thing to have. Another anecdotal cool thing when you bought that on 360, they had that was back when people thought it was cool to put your own soundtrack on your Xbox. That was like a thing. So like I remember they were like, you can make your own radio station. So like I put all this at the time I was like you know a young kid into like new metal and stuff. <laughs> I'm like driving around San Andreas listening to like you know Deftones and Linkin Park. I'm like this doesn't really fit the game, um, but oh well. Have <laughs> <laughs> some kill switch on there while I. Roll down my Los, Los Santos. Uh, yeah, so that's a good one. Let's see. Uh, Josh, appreciate this. Jovra said Zelda time after time. I mean, Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Time after time. <laughs> uh, Reverend underscore rock and roll. Good friend of ours said I own every version of every Souls game. Also with mm. Nier Automata. Now they're going to start putting that on everything in all the Witcher games. It's a problem, but a welcome one. <laughs> mm-hmm. These game companies must love that. The idea that they can just, like, oh, these people love a game? Pfft. If we reissue it, we're going to easily sell 500,000 copies at worst. You know what I mean? It's just, like, guaranteed yeah. money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph is fat mentioned Skyrim, so I had to. We didn't talk about Skyrim, so I wanted to give somebody the mention for the most generically overbought game ever. Um, bought Skyrim for the PS3 twice because they were five bucks each in a pawn shop. Then I bought it a third time because it was a legendary edition for fifteen bucks. When it was announced mm-hmm. for the PS4, I was so hyped that I pre-ordered it like a doofus and got two free posters out of it. I haven't even finished the game yet, and now I'm about to buy it for the Switch as well as I type this. Uh, every- <laughs> Never get that feeling of deja vu. Mm -hmm. Please help. He says, please help. So everyone, (laughs) please help. Ralph is fat. Um, Now, there's a line for that. And there's a Nintendo. No, that's not Nintendo. That's a Bethesda hotline. 
Um, it's for Skyrim addicts and people that hate um, the new Fallout game. So it's mm-hmm. double on tandem there. There may be a little bit of a hold time <laughs> getting through there. He really needs help, though, Josh. He needs to get right to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. This is a serious problem. He didn't. He didn't mention he bought it for the fridge, though, or the um, not the fridge, but the uh, <laughs> for Alexa. Alexa. Yeah, he didn't mention that. Yeah. Once, once you bought it for Alexa, yes. Uh, Lizzie Mueller. Oh, I love this comment. She said, "Oh, Donkey Kong Country is my life. I've gotten Stardew Valley four different platforms because it's the goat, the greatest of all time." Wow, dropping mm-hmm. the goat, dropping the goat on us. It is oh. good. They really they they perfected that uh, Harvest Moon format in that one. Like there are a lot of games that have done similar things, but yeah, Stardew Valley is just good, good. That's it's I, definitely worth having that on multiple platforms. You can play it wherever. I just want Stardew Valley in space, Josh. That's what I want. I want the same game, but like space animals and weird space plants, and you're like in a weird biome or something. You know what I mean? They've made yeah. that, but uh, it was side scrolling instead of top down. I want to say, huh? I'd have to look. I'm talking I'm pretty about... sure I own that on PC. Oh I'm... yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is it is it Starbound or something? That sounds right, mm. but. So many of those star whatever games are yeah. so similar that I'm I, yeah. there's no way I could tell you 100. percent It's it's similar and they do randomly generated stuff. I watched a lot on Starbound. Uh, not exactly what I'm looking for, but that's a good point, Josh. They had yeah. dabbled into that idea. Yeah, kind of had like what was it? It was like almost Minecraft elements to it as well. Yep. My uh my wife is really excited for Chucklefishes. They're making it a game that's like Stardew Valley but set in like. Um, like witches and wizards and stuff like that. Sort mm-hmm. of like ha- Harry Potter, Stardew Valley. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they've been talking about it for a while. God damn it. I'll Google it later and tell you what it is. But she's real. She loves Stardew Valley. That was one mm-hmm. of those games I had to force her to get into because I knew that she'd like it, but she's so resistant to trying new <laughs> things. Oh, this is a good one. Hakuna Matata, 522, said, Pokemon Red. I bought that game so many times. That it hurts. Although we should have said burns because, you know, Charizard. Um, those, yeah, that really must burn because you bought the wrong version. You should be buying blue. That's right, Shay. High five. Whoa, whoa, no. Mm-mm. I do not agree with that. You know what's funny? Bit. You know what's funny is, like, I was telling the guys this before the podcast. I'm going back to some of the original episodes to listen to write some synopses for each episode. And in the very third episode that we ever did, um, we were discussing Pokemon Uranium, and we were mm-hmm. discussing which our, which first Pokemon game we played. Uh, Morgan and I played Blue, Fish played Red, and he actually mentioned this on the podcast. I don't remember if Josh played Blue first. Blue. I'm pretty sure. Blue. Um, yeah. Not a psychopath. That's <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. Well, what was your original, what did you guys so, go with? You know, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I was gonna. No, I was gonna say, uh, fish. You can side with, uh, you know, Hakuna the listener on Matata. this one. Mm-hmm. But very yeah. special. I'm movie. sure I got a lot of psychopaths <laughs> backing me up here. <laughs> you do. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I bet Red was the more popular. All those Fago drinking. Uh, yeah, psychopaths. I'm sure Red was probably more popular as yeah. well. 
just because Charizard was <laughs> the shit turn. back in the nineties. So. He's the fucking shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. still is. I'm pretty sure I. I'm pretty sure I went with Squirtle though. Actually, the mm. first time. Pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, I think so too. I think I did too. No, you. Wait, no, no, you I did. went with Charmander actually. Yeah. You definitely went with Charmander. Yeah. You used to have this long story about how you fell in love with Charmander at school and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, if he I wants to feel inclusive, let him. Yep. I know. I feel like Charmander I know is history, probably but... the best starter, <laughs> uh, just because you don't get like a... any other options for fire types for so long in that game. So just for a well-rounded team, he's probably the best pick. Well, the only reason I might respectfully disagree with that, Josh, if you want to get philosophical here, is the first boss is rock, and mm-hmm. the second boss is water. So the mm-hmm. first two gyms are going to give you a fit. Um, whereas if you start yeah. with if you start with Bulbasaur, which was probably the least popular, he could fly through those first gems. Mm-hmm. You could, or you Not... could pick up like I don't know any of the grass types that you just wander by right mm-hmm. off the beginning. Yeah. Do you really want a Bell Sprout though? I mean, come on. Mm. Who the hell goes with Bell Sprout? It's all about Oddish. Oh yeah, you're a red user. <laughs> Oddish was a red version. That was a red version only. Uh, yeah. I still that's crazy that I remember that my brain I still remember that Oddish <laughs> was a red version exclusive <sighs> yeah. that's wild um, well I actually hand fisted my way through those two gyms with Charmander yeah he's in you know other moves yeah, just, <laughs> yeah we all do yeah you can kind of make your way through tackle, there because at the beginning <laughs> they they do an awful lot of growling at you. Yeah, so they you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm just gonna win this one. They decided to leer every turn for the last eight, so I guess I'll just win this mm-hmm. one. You, you yep. know, it's such a fucking easy move thing that's kind of lame because I've been playing. Uh, there's a demo for Pokemon um, Eevee and Pikachu on the Switch now, which is pretty cool. But they they do this really easy mode thing that I'm not a huge fan of, but I get why they did it. And now when you go to the gyms, they won't even let you enter it. Unless you have a Pokemon that is um, uh, prone to the type weakness. So, like, you can't go to the first gym unless you have a Pokemon that's strong against rock. It won't even let mm. you inside of it. Isn't that wild? Right. Yep. Come on, man. You know, the, the thing that thing always is, uh, bothered me about that is why they didn't make you have a Pokemon that matched the type of the place you were going into. Like it was some sort of club. You couldn't get into the special oh, club unless yeah, you yeah. beat it with the well, same type. Well, that would have been fun, too, because it would have been that really would, hard. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah, it would be. You'd have to, like, strategize around not really using type <laughs> stuff or, like, all the secondary moves and stuff. But, yeah. I, I that's, just lo- that's the thing that got me. That would make more sense anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, you can't get in here unless you got an Onyx, boy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'll show you my Onyx. Um, there, I just, I got, I got a Geodude. Yeah, I had an Onyx fish and a Geodude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I just love the image of like two onyxes just wait. <laughs> you really need to get some fiber. <laughs> you really do. Um, I like the image of two onyxes just slapping each other around for an hour in that gym, and then there's just pebbles, nothing but fucking pebbles on the ground afterwards, and two mm. sad trainers as they beat themselves to death. Um, anyway, they turn into gravel. <laughs> uh-huh. No. Come on. <laughs> Grab him. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving himself his own drum roll. Boom. There you go, fish. That's the spirit. 
I bought uh, Akuma four twenty nine said I bought Final Fantasy nine on the PS one, PS four, Nintendo Switch, and that one's highlighted right now on the Switch because nine gets a lot of re release love. Um, mm-hmm. So that one's a big one. Brand new right now on the Switch. It's right there on the front of the store. It's one of the top sellers. Mm-hmm. Really, you know what'd be a better seller than that? Final Fantasy. Oh, now he's jumping to my defense. I see. <laughs> I'm serious though, because it's been such a long time since we've actually got Final Fantasy. I don't even think Final Fantasy Eight is on the PSN for some reason. It is. It is. So, it is. I played it on the Vita. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it? Hmm. That was it. Oh, it, there goes my. <laughs> it got a re-release on the Vita. It did. Mm. But the cool thing about the Vita was you could get games. For, oh fuck! I forgot about that. That I bought some games to get on the Vita too. You could get Vita games from the PS PSN store. There were a lot that were both like all the classic Final Fantasies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was that was cool actually. Uh, okay, that's a good one. Uh, Gilbeezy said Skyrim. We love Gilbeezy, but we can't do Skyrim again. Although. Oh, this is a good one. He said, Sonic Adventure 2, Dreamcast, GameCube, PS3, and now Xbox One. Why? I just got to follow my ha. rainbow. <laughs> hey, Sonic Adventure 2 was one of my best memories from my childhood. I don't know if I'd like that game now, but I can tell you when I was younger, I got to play Shadow, and I got to got to go real fast on my little skates. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, those Sonic Adventure games on the Dreamcast were the last time I played a Sonic game and was like, oh my god, this is like on par with modern technology uh, and greatness despite its flaws. You know, as great as Sonic Mania was, it's still a throwback. You know what I mean? So that was the last time Sonic mm. was... And it sounds like Gilbeezy has a lot of memories because he bought it again a bunch of times, man. A bunch of times. Follow your rainbow. I've never heard that phrase before, but I like it. At the end of your rainbow is apparently Sonic the Hedgehog. So, hmm. so I was going to take that somewhere else. but Is that's he all I- Irish? No. I wouldn't have called that. There. <laughs> uh, you know what though, Josh? That is a perfect, perfect transition for me. Um, I wanted to let our listeners know that we, of course, are sponsored by Sassy D Merch. That's right. They are close friends of ours. You should go give them famous, a follow. Famous Irishman, of course. <laughs> well, I have a. They just announced a new character for their lineup called Patty McTodd. And uh, it is, they're giving some BBC the love. Um, so it's a BBC leprechaun. <laughs> yes. With a pot of gold, and all the gold in the pot is shaped like golden penises. So there's a lot of craftsmanship there. That's what's at the end of the rainbow, a pot of golden penises. We have the answer. Thanks to Sassy D. You really couldn't ask for anything well, more than that. Well, there's going to be a cereal to follow right. as well. There's going to be a cereal to follow <laughs> for the mascot. Mm. It's their take on Lucky Charms. It's going to be called Lucky Chodes. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> little fat, little fat they just sell it in a bag, too. Uh, it doesn't a even dick come shaped in a bag. <laughs> oh, it's like one of those, um, like those cheap big bags of cereal you see at the grocery store that don't come in the boxes, you know? Like $3 for a meal or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah, like 87 pounds of cereal for $2. And I've never bought one of those bags because I think it's offensive to buy cereal in large bag form. Um, Why? Because you're stupid? Because yeah. you're saving the you'd rather You'd rather <laughs> pay three well, times as much for cereal that's a little worse? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I'm Sassy D merch. 
but yeah, so they just that's funny that Josh said that because Patty McTodd is the is uh, springs into action on their on their website right now. Also, on that's sassydicks.com, but you should go stop and follow them if you follow us on Instagram. It's at sassydmerch. Uh, they sponsor Sword Chomp and they do some really cool inappropriate gags uh, gifts for people that enjoy you know that a nice adult sense of humor. Um, so go check them out. They're friends of ours, and they do great stuff. At Sassy D Merch. So, nice accidental transition, Josh. Good job. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's get back to some uh, listener comments here. A couple more here because, I mean, this is probably the, one of the most commented posts we've ever had. So I want to hand out loving comments like 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 a pot of gold. Um, nom nom underscore pixel said Super Smash Those Brothers Those are historically won. not handed out. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's a, you have to... Hunt them down, follow yeah. Rainbow. We, it's a whole, whole process. Well, if they followed the Rainbow and downloaded our show, I want to reward them with... There you uh, go. Uh, is that better? Perfect. Uh, That's perfect. <laughs> I approve. Uh, Super Smash Brothers 1. I've owned that damn game on everything it was available for. Um, how many things was Super Smash Brothers 1 on? It was on the originals? It was on 64. It's on 64. And then... Um, what else would it have been on? I think you can get on the Wii with their online oh, yeah, thing. The, the throwback stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if they released like a GameCube version at some point. Is I don't it on know. the 3DS? Two can you get on the 3DS? I don't know. I don't know. Like, other than like being the, uh, like just their, you know, digital console thing. I don't know which all, which is, systems was able to actually play it. Is that where Pro- Little Mac's from? Is he from Punch Out? Punch Out? Little. Little Mac, is that where? Yeah, he's from Punch Out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I figured he's a boxer, so Did, um, I only what? bring that up because. Go ahead. What's wrong? You said Smash Brothers, right? Or what yeah. did you say? Okay. All of a sudden, you're talking about Punch Out, and you're getting me confused. I'm like, did I completely mishear well, all of this? I have a transition here. Okay. All right. Um, oh, you know what? I fucked that up. Okay, so it was an abbreviation. I I've been playing so much smash brothers my brain's turned to putty guys i'm sorry i pulled a fish i apologize I, the smb1 i think they meant super mario brothers one, that would make more sense that's been released yeah. on far more uh, things i'm yeah. sorry nom nom although yeah. thank you for the <laughs> uh, but they have a nice transition because they said they bought punch out as well mm-hmm. and i was just thinking about a little mac who although most people say he's a terrible character you can find people online who are fucking good with little mac let me tell you mm-hmm. they're out there um, anything's possible yeah. <laughs> if you, if you well, try he's hard. good on the ground. It's just, uh, yeah, like, just jump a couple times, and you'll uh, basically dodge anything that he does extremely well on there. Yeah, I've never had too much of a problem. There was a couple people I fought that were just really good. Like, mm-hmm. they'll use a character, like this guy was using Incineroar, and I had been crushing people all day, and he beat me 3-0, to zero, and I was like, what the hell happened? And then when the <laughs> match was over, it said he had a million GPS points, which is insane. That's like that's like a guy who plays all... And it was beautiful to watch. Like, I was like, okay, good. He's just great. Um, tangential, but uh, thank you for the comment. I'm sorry I butchered that, because Mario is on everything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Mario's on everything. That's a classic. Can't go wrong with that. Um, but I gave him some uh, punch-out love, too. Let's see. Miss Contru said the original Spyro games. Bought them on PS1 and downloaded them on PSN and bought the Reignited Trilogy. I can relate to that with, like, Crash and stuff, too. Crash Bandicoot. Bought that trilogy and sent it right to Shea. As quick as I could. 
Uh, he's giving me the thumbs up. Um, that's how much I love Shay. I just send him all my games and movies. And I fun. love you, boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Togo said Pokemon, which we already talked about, but that's a good mm-hmm. one. Um, oh, this is a good one. Jay Powers said Shovel Knight digitally on 3DS, Wii U, and Switch, and then bought the physical version for the Wii U and pre-ordered the physical version for the Switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, Shovel Knight's getting some love there. Mm-hmm. Shovel Knight's a fucking great game, though. That's a it great is. Game. It is. Oh, yeah. That is a great, great game. When are we gonna get a sequel? A true sequel to Shovel Knight? That's what I want, man. I want Shovel Knight Two. I know you can do the other stuff where you play as you know the Plague Knight, all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's got like. What three, four campaigns in there? As three, and they're releasing one more. I think in April of this year, and that'll be the yeah. last one. Are you just going back through the same areas though, with with different characters? Yes and no. Some of them more um, so than others. Yeah, like yeah. some some of them are basically the same, and then others are fairly drastically different. So mm-hmm. it's it's I don't I can't. I can't really think of the best comparison right now, but um, it's like playing the game as a completely different character completely changes the way it's played. So it's a completely yes, different yes. play style. And I think it justifies going through the whole game all over again mm-hmm. because you do completely different, um, a bit, you'd have completely different abilities. So it completely changes everything, like the way yeah. you play it. So for me, it works. No, that's cool. I, I guess what I'm saying is I would really love to see what their next big thing is because those are considered DLC and they're probably great. I just really want to see what their next big thing is. They've kind of latched mm-hmm. onto that Shovel Knight teat for a long time um, and it's almost dry and the nipples are chafed and I'm ready to uh, see what they got. You know, That wasn't bad. Come on. That was not terrible. All right. You say, you say all this terrible stuff. I say nipples and Fish looks at me like I've crossed some sort of uncrossable line mm. I don't like chafed nipples <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the line it was the chafing the chafing is just too much <laughs> oh, way <God>. too much <laughs> what a phobia I'm gonna google that phobia of chafed nipples mm. um, this is a really good one um, Kilted Gamer mentioned all the Final Fantasy games and he's a good friend of ours but we already talked a lot about that he said he's a sucker, so are we. I love buying those over and over again. Um, but Crumpkey said Diablo 3. That's a good one. I bought it on PC, mm. Xbox One, close to 100% on Xbox. The grind is real. Yeah, I bought that on PC, and I bought it on Xbox. See, the only reason I got rid of this, I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but I had the PS4 game, and I loved the way it controlled on console, mm-hmm. but it got hacked so badly that uh. it sort of killed the mysticism for me because like people would show up in my game and they would just give me these weird items and I could do the highest level of, of torment and all those riffs and stuff mm. with these weird like um, hacked weapons and it just sort of because like on, on Blizzard system you can't hack it it's generally other than yeah. rare instances it's hack proof so it feels like when you find something rare it's like um, special you know but like once I knew people were Hacking it left and right, I was like, eh, it just kind of ruined it for me. I hope mm. I didn't ruin it for you, Crumpkey. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm weird about that stuff. Like, I want the loot to feel like it's very hard to get and not that some guy can, like, hack into it and change it. But the games play really good with a controller, and that I, I, they yeah. really do. Mm-hmm. You got the roll in there. It's fun. Love Diablo. Can't wait for Diablo 4. 
Um, see, Danny P518 is a good friend of ours. And a Patreon supporter said, Final Fantasy IX for me. I think I kept buying it because as a kid I skipped it and went on to future titles. My gamer's complex isn't allowing me to skip over nine, so whenever it's released on a more current console, I think it will spark my interest. I bought it on my phone, and I don't think I've opened it. Um, so he sounds like he said he's keep, he keeps buying it, but he's never played it, which hmm. is interesting. Now that I think, that's almost like a topic for another show, games we've bought and never, <laughs> never opened. Yeah, I've got several that I've bought and never touched, but generally they were in bundles, like, it's cheaper to buy one game that I'm interested in in this bundle, and then I'll end up with like six others, and with no intention of ever playing them. So yeah, my my Steam library is getting a little out of control with those bundles. Thankfully, that's not as big of a thing as it used to be. Like that was for a few years there. There were yeah, just yeah, way yeah, too I many remember, bundles. That I remember were you were intriguing. you got a little you got a little bundle crazy every week. You were like, guys, there's a new humble bundle, humble bundle. Yeah, bundle. well, they used to always for a long time there. There were so many amazing indie games that were in those bundles. So yeah, yeah, it was just it was, was nuts. True. It was nuts, nuts there for a while. It's nuts. It's nuts. I also mm-hmm. love a bundle of nuts for whatever that's worth. Pistachio. Um, yeah. Peanuts. Um, that's the only nuts I could think of on the top of my head. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is the last one. Last comment. This is a really good one. One of the most um, re-released games of all time and a great one. Jay Walbro said, Resident Evil 4. I bought it on GameCube, <laughs> PS2, Wii, and 360. Mm-hmm. I think you can even get that on your phone now, too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. That, uh, that Wii version is actually really good. Like they Oh, with the Wii controls? Yeah, the, like they nailed the they nailed the waggle there. Like a, <laughs> with with Resident see, Evil 4. I want to see that on the back of the box. They really nailed the waggle. <laughs> they nailed one. the waggle. See, I, that's we we need quotes like that for more recent games just so people can use mm. them. Quotes yeah. that no one will quite understand that really need to go on the box. It's unusual because usually the waggle is doing the nailing, so it's is it? really, eh, eh, you know, what I'm saying waggle here. Um, I want to thank everyone for all their incredible <laughs> comments. A lot of good ones. Um, mm-hmm. It was a fun topic. So good job, Shay. You pulled that topic out of your ass, and it seems like people really liked it. I finally got one to where we got a ton of comments. You know, I've been pitching and pitching and pitching. Finally. Finally, hook, line, and sinker on one. It's like, well, wait, you went from the pitching metaphor to the fishing metaphor. Well, threw me off there. Pitching, 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 you finally got a strikeout. Or No, I meant, I meant pitching as like, like I'm sitting in an office and I'm pitching a product. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then you hook, line, and sinker. Uh, yeah, that's, I yeah, mean, that's went on a, typical went on office a business talk, trip, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He's on a business trip. He's pitching it in the wilderness with his management, and they go fishing. Got it. Figured it out. I mean, it's um, just typical business talk between guys. I mean, yeah. nothing new there. All right. That was a fun conversation. That was good. It was indeed. A lot to say. You know, I think what we learned is that generally video game companies, they want to make something great and then just bleed you dry with that great thing for the rest of your life. And uh, we've all accepted that, and that's okay. Um, 
I did want to tell you guys briefly. I know that you don't guys have a you know not a lot of strong interest in uh, Far Cry here, but um, a lot of people have messaged me and asked me about Far Cry New Dawn, which is pretty interesting. Which I do have, by the way, Fish if Shay, or Shay, if you decide you ever want to dabble into it. Uh, I know Josh probably has no interest, which is understandable. Um, and we were pretty tepid about it because it didn't look particularly appealing, but I'm trying to think of a good metaphor for you guys of like a situation where you liked a game a lot and you felt obligated to buy the sequel, even though you probably didn't think it looked that interesting. Can you guys think of a situation like that that might apply to you? Like a game you loved and then they came out the sequel and you're like, eh. Final oh. Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X 2. Yeah, yes. that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Which is odd considering... 10. 10-2 is actually great, but stylistically was so different that the audience that's going to like one is not going to be the audience that likes the other. Just, yeah. It's, it's so interesting is like the combat in that game was so ahead of its time for a Final Fantasy mm-hmm. game series. In the, the whole series, you know. Um, yep. It really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're talking about 10? Final Fantasy 10? Well, 10-2. 10-2. 10-2 was just like a really fast, active-time battle system. That's um, why I'm saying it was ahead of its time. It class at, switching. It's used in 15 now. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. had the whole class switching yeah. thing, so you could like... I, yeah. Yeah, like different jobs. It was the job system. Mm-hmm. That's what they went back to. I didn't know you played X2, Shay. You actually played X2? Huh. I did. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's shocking. That'd be funny if you finished X2 before you finished 10. Doesn't he always tell I did not. Still <laughs> I did not. Oh, man. Uh, anyways, yeah, that's a good one. That's actually a really good example. And I almost want to start talking about Final Fantasy X2, but I'm not going to do it. It's not the time. But yes, that game is probably underappreciated. So I bought it because I have a lot of affection for Far Cry 5, as you guys know. And I just find it fascinating because what Far Cry New Dawn is, is a lot of things that sound contradictory. It's very different and weird, um, but it's also kind of the same. You know what I mean? It's, it's familiar, and yet it feels... Like nothing I've played. <laughs> it's it's a lot of like almost um, hypocritical things that sort of mish, mishmash together because it's... If, so here's my theory. I don't think this game was made in a year. That'd be pretty much impossible. What I'm guessing is that when development started on this game, probably later into the cycle of Far Cry 5, they said, let's just get weird with it. We're going to make it $40. We're going to release it a year after 5. But they had... This has been part of the plan. Obviously, it doesn't feel like as much time and effort and love was put into this game as five by any means. But um, they, ha- whenever they sat down to make this game, they had to look at it two ways. They said, one, either Far Cry 5 will be a bomb and everyone will hate it. And this game will be so different and weird that it could appeal to people that didn't like Far Cry 5, which is a win-win. It's 40 bucks. Or... Far Cry 5 will be beloved, and people will go buy this game because they want to see the sequel. And, and they've done a lot of uh, spin-off Far Cry games. If you remember Primal and Blood Dragon. They always mm-hmm. do, they do this often. Um, but I think the weirdest thing about Far Cry 5 is it was received well, but not great. Like, it's, it, I can't really get a handle on how it was received. I, of course, really enjoyed it, and the reviews were, I'd say, really good, but not amazing. Um, but there's a lot of people like, you know, you guys who weren't really as into it as I was. I don't really have a good handle on how that game was received. Um, it got a nomination at the Game Awards, but it's just hard for me to really... It sold really well if you go by sales, but sales are not always indicative of those sorts of things. So that's why I think this game is so interesting. Um, 
I don't re- I feel like most of the people are going into it are people that really enjoyed five like myself. And yeah. for those people, it has been for the most part enjoyable. I think I'll just get my main criticism out of the way now. And that is just that the NPCs so far in the game have been atrociously bad. Now I've heard from people that they are going to get better. So some people I know that stuck with the game. For example, the first NPC you meet is this guy named Wikabenia. And they're going for like a really like cringeworthy kind of humor. Like I'm not even kidding. His name is Wikabenia. Um, I guess his name's supposed to be Bean or something. And he's sort of building this thing for the new land, you know, post-apocalypse. And he has people working for him. I assume gathering information and and whatnot. And he's very stiff. He's not animated very well. The uh, dialogue is given very poorly. Like it's trying to be very quirky. It almost feels like someone was trying to be very like 2019. Um, mm-hmm. And it feels like they're just trying too hard. And go ahead, Shay. I saw you lurch. I was going to say, to me, it looks like a primer for Rage 2. That's all it looks like. Like they're trying to, they're trying to rush this game out because they realize stylistically Rage 2 has like a lot of beautiful, beautiful aesthetic. You know, you look at the trailers, the release trailers and the subsequent trailers that have come out for Rage 2. Aesthetically, it looks like a beautiful game. Um, not talking about the gameplay or anything, the story, none of that. Rage 2 looks like it has a ton of style. And I think what the Far Cry people did was they were making the sequel and they were like, oh shit, that looks beautiful. Let's, let's cut into that. You know, let's make this stylistic Far Cry game. Because it feels like any time a Far Cry game has been released, to me, um, I've noticed that it kind of like nips at the heels of other games that are or AAA titles that are popular during the time that it releases. You know, so when Far Cry 5 was coming out, when it was announced, it kind of reminded me of a blend between Fallout and Horizon Zero Dawn a little bit. Like, it had some elements of those games. Hmm. And that's why it initially appealed to me so much to why I wanted to play it. Um, Primal came out... I'm trying to think what game was popular during that time that it reminded me of. Can't think off the top of my head, I apologize. But it just to me it seems like any time a Far Cry game has come out, it's kind of nipping at the heels of other games. And so this game to me doesn't feel any different. It feels like a primer for Rage 2. I could be wrong, but that's what it just feels like on the on my initial Maybe. Uh, like they impression. they seem to make a new game and then use the engine for like weird spin-offs. That that is definitely a thing and where they're getting those ideas from whether or not it's coincidence or just oh hey this other thing looks cool it you know I, who's to say but yeah i i i get where you're coming from there i agree i th- i think that it was probably just a a very weird unfortunate coincidence and the only reason i say that is cuz we didn't know rage 2 was even a thing until last year right that was the big deal everyone was like what there's going to be a rage 2 it was like a huge deal, and they announced it with the trailer and everything. And so, and this game, I imagine, was in development a little bit before that. So I would doubt um, that. Like they were, they could have been thinking about this alongside of Far Cry Five, but I think it was probably the same team working on it after that game was done. If I had to guess, it, but well, well, the only reason I I'm worry, I wonder about that is because that means I'd have to believe that they made this entire game and shipped it within less than a year. I don't know how. Well, because it's basically just new content for five. 
as far well, as like that's... <sighs> the engine that's running on and stuff like that. I don't, I guess what I'm saying is that's unknowable. It's interesting to talk about. I don't I don't know for sure. I don't think any of us do, but it's fun to speculate. Yeah, about. for sure. Like for sure. This is all hypothetical scenario. Yeah, yeah. You know, I um I you know, I obviously have no proof um or anything of that nature. Just I, I will that. agree with you on this. I bet they probably pushed the release date up a little bit. It, even if it was a coincidence, they probably said, eh, let's get this thing out there before Rage 2 because that looks really good. So Yeah, no so, doubt. No doubt. Because that game's that game's gonna be big, no matter what. And this game is this game is essentially like a step above DLC. So if they don't get it out before yeah, that, yeah. it's gonna go largely unnoticed. Exactly. And that's the weird thing, right? That you actually said Rage 2 is going to be big. I never thought I'd hear those words come out after how the first Rage kind of went down so tepidly. Um, I, you know, like, the thing is with Rage, I don't mean to get tangential, just like a quick blurb. I think that game was just appreciated so far after its release. Because I think Rage kind of got smacked in the middle between a bunch of other big games. And I think... Rage had a good premise there, and they just didn't execute well enough with it. So I think a lot of people ended up appreciating the first Rage after the fact. And so now that there's a new one coming out ten, almost 10 years later, uh, people are like, all right, well, we got to show our love for the this time around, or, you know, we won't see another Rage game. I don't know. I, I just feel like, I feel like this one's going to be bigger than people anticipate. The hype will be real. For well, Doom game. being successful, Doom being successful really helped because everyone's like, "Dude, this looks like it plays like Doom." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. exactly. But the weirdest thing I think about this game that I, I'm still early on, so I haven't really figured out how it's going to be interesting. Is so you get some cool weapons. Like the first weapon they give you is this cool like saw gun thing that you shoot around, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but the, everything has health bars, which is kind of weird. Like. Um, there's like, and they're color coded. Like there was a bear I ran across that had like a purple health bar and a level and like enemies have that too. And it's so far, it hasn't been super noticeable. Like when I ran up to the, the bear that had the purple health bar, it just took a lot longer to kill kind of a thing. So I haven't, it gives it a little bit more of an RPG feel to it, but I don't really know like why yet. Like what, if it was like with a lot of games like Borderlands and stuff like that, there's like a lot of statistical elements and stuff. And so far where I'm at in the game right now, I'm just running around and shooting things and there's not a lot of like really intelligent strategic thought involved. And so I'm wondering why they made that shift to the more RPG nature of it. But people have told me that the coolest thing about the game is that there's these outposts that you can take down and they do this different thing with it now where you can go back and play them over and over and they get harder and harder and and they change and stuff like that. So there's this really cool replayability to it. People have messaged me that that's their favorite part of the game so far. I haven't touched that yet. So I'll let you guys know what that's about. Um, I've seen one outpost. I just haven't touched it. Uh, And the story so far is like intriguing premise-wise. Like they do a good job with the setup, post, whatever. But the two main villains like I told you guys, I've only had one interaction with them. And if you compare the, this to the first game, there's this like dramatic thing where you took this cult leader in this helicopter and there's this crash. And however you guys felt about it is, is fine. I respect the opinions there. But in this game, it's a pretty straightforward. These twins came, come up on you with their high me wet. Uh, high, high me, God, that sounded dirty. Um, 
almost said hymen. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to say highwaymen. That's what I was trying to say. Highwaymen. That's what they're called. They're the bad guys. And uh, they just come up and just kind of punk you out. And they, they beat a guy to death with their motorcycle helmet. And they they seem to have a little bit of a chemistry with each other because they're obviously family members. But it's very straightforward. Like, hey, you guys are stupid for coming here. And we're going to cause problems for you. So there doesn't seem to be a lot of interesting things there yet. Um, and so I'm hoping that changes too. But I think the biggest surprise for me has just been uh, the two things I like the most about it are just the the music I really love. Uh, it's done by Tyler Bates. It's like a really dark score. He actually was the guitarist for Marilyn Manson, which is weird. It's a band I grew up with, um, mm. which kind of weirded me out. He actually did a lot of movies too, like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that, compositions. Like I was reading up on his bio and I was like, man. I want to get this guy on in the blood, even though I know he'll probably never answer my email. Um, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like, it's just a really good I, score is almost too good for the game, in my opinion. But I really, really like it. And the, the narrative stuff is cool on a broad scale, like seeing how much they've changed the environments and stuff like that. Um, for me as a fan is interesting. I'm excited to see Joseph Seed. I did have a disappointing moment where I... I, no one's talked about fishing being in this game at all, right? And I'd written it off. I'm like, glad I got rid of fishing. Fuck these guys, whatever. It's a spinoff. Sure enough, the first perk I got, it said fishing rod. And I was like, oh, what? So I go out. <clears throat> I find a little watering hole in this game because there's like, it's post fallout. There's all these weird mutated animals. Like the bears look all different and weird. And there's like mutations and stuff. And there's like big, crazy alligators and stuff like that. And the first area I went in fished in, I just caught regular ass smallmouth bass. I was like, what's this the same shit? What couldn't they have made them like irradiated smallmouth bass or something like that? Or yeah. you know what I mean? Hmm. I don't nobody cares, but I was disappointed with that. I that is like, strange. Oh. Yeah. And you would have expected they, them to get the same amount of irradiation as, you know, those Montana alligators. <laughs> I don't there are Yeah, that's what the fuck? Are there alligators in Montana? Yeah, not not so much, guys. Shay, are there crocodiles or alligators in Montana? You're a biologist. Oh. There can't. No. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Come on. <laughs> give me a break. Uh, all right. I, I, you know, I never know. I never know. So mm-hmm. my initial reaction realized, is although he really if doesn't know. If any state were to have alligators just hanging out in a pet store, it's Montana. So... <laughs> They could have just gone wild That's after true. the fallout. Josh, yeah. I'm not kidding about this. There used to be uh, this pet shop in Westgate Mall in Great Falls. For any Great Falls listeners who will know what I'm talking about, it was called Pet Stop. And mm-hmm. I remember driving by it, or my parents, we were going to Westgate Mall for something. I was super young, like maybe five or six uh, tops. And I remember, we were go- I was like, I want to go to the pet shop. And we pull up, and there's a fucking deer in a cage in the window. And I was like, (laughs) ah, and then there was something that, and I I don't know why my brain remembers this. It looked like a fucking leopard or a jaguar. And I was like, (laughs) where am I? And, uh, this high end Montana. I remember shortly after that, Mm -hmm. my, I was like to my parents, like, I want to go to the pet shop again. They're like, sorry, uh, it's not there anymore. And I was like, why? Because, you know, when you're five years old, you don't understand. Yeah. Jaguars aren't pets. <laughs> Dad, can we bring this one home? Sorry, Shay, not today. Maybe mm-hmm. another day when I'm rich and I want to die. Yeah. 
Anyways, I'll spend some and more the, time the, with like, it. I'm not, I'm, make, I'm not making that shit up, no, just so believe, you guys know. I'm I, not making that shit up. I, I mean, now I have to go find out why there's alligators. I mean, in, a, in the most illogical things in a lot of video games, I think, especially this one, the alligators is probably the least on that list. But it yeah. is fascinating, now that you mention it, I did not even think about that. There's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's, yeah, the same spot as oh. the last one in Montana. <laughs> but there are alligators, so, yeah. The most cringeworthy part of the alligator introduction they give you is you're doing this kind of weird fetch casty thing where you're like um, swimming down this silo and this really silly character. Oh God, I don't want to get into it right now. It's really bad. But um, she's like, watch out for crocodiles or alligators or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm not kidding you. Your character, when he's encountered with the alligator, a giant alligator grabs it by the mouth and snaps its jaw hmm. as if he's fucking like. Huh. Hey, it's Far Cry. You know, I guess he's super, yeah. superhuman strength. Cracking alligator skulls. You know what I'm saying? That's, that just made me laugh. That's like, some oh. good meth. <laughs> it's some, it's some good bliss. Yeah, they haven't mentioned the bliss yet. It's a little disappointing. Um, the, the bliss has been irradiated from the planet. Mm. But yeah, it's the weird thing is it's literally a full, it's a giant map. It's it's like literally a full-ass game, so it's weird. I, I, I like it. I'm not in love with it, but as a, as a fan, I'm enjoying it for what it is. Like I said, I'm really digging the music, so... Um, I'll let you guys know how the outposts and the story go, but that's really all I could follow up on because I, I feel like that's that's all there is to it. Um, I'm just curious if people who are checking it out are enjoying it more than they thought they would uh, because I would say I'm in that camp. I wouldn't say I'm in love with it. I would just say I'm enjoying it more than I expected to enjoy it. Um, then again, I did go out and buy it, so maybe subconsciously I thought I would enjoy it more than I did. Who hmm. knows? Those are the deep, dark questions that only fish can answer. Um... We have a lot of good polls to talk. a lot of good polls to talk about this week. This is some interesting stuff. Okay, so I, this doesn't even. I don't know if this even applies to us, but everyone seemed to care about this, so I thought I'd throw it on there for fun. It was kind of a slow week. So Netflix has continued canceling some stuff, some questionable stuff. Um, and there's two popular shows that got canceled: uh, The Punisher and Jessica James, which are two like kind of Marvel things, right? Ooh. And the I didn't Punisher know they had that on there. Jessica Jones? Is that what it is? Did he say Jessica James? What did I, did I hear that right? <laughs> What's Jessica James? As, I thought that's is what it, you said. Is that a porn star? I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's why I was confused. Jessica Jones. Sorry. That's how little I know about this shit. I'm not even kidding you. I, I, all I know is there's a really pretty girl I see in all the advertisements. Never watched it. Mm. Um, so do you, are you guys a fan of either of these shows before we go any further? Yeah, Jessica Jones is great. Great. Is okay. Um The Punisher not so much. Um <laughs> I felt the opposite. Mm. Oh. Fight, fight. Just kidding. I don't know about the second season of Jessica Jones. I haven't finished that. So, mm. but that first season's really good. But okay. uh, That's fair. Well, I've heard good things about Jessica Jones. Um Punisher it's dumb humor, or it's not dumb humor, it's dumb enjoy, enter, entertainment and enjoyment. I realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't take it too seriously, and I've enjoyed it for what it's worth. Um, it, You know, the acting, like, in any Marvel show, the acting is not always the uh, peak of the show, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was worth. Um, I enjoyed The Punisher both seasons a lot. The second season had... Um, I think a lot more depth. I think there were a few episodes that were um, 
unfortunately, like didn't need to be there. They kind of dragged it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. But the way that the Punisher ended the second season, um, or the way it ended, was good because they didn't leave any loose ends. Because um, they were pretty much sure that they were going to get canceled with Disney looking to launch its new platform apparently 300 years from yeah. now. Because that's been rumored to have going to be launched for well, three years now. It's like they're waiting until all their other contracts expire to finally get the thing rolling um, in any meaningful way. I mean, like, it exists, right. but, like, it exists in a fashion that no one's going to pay for it yet um, sort of a thing. So, Right. No, one one thing that boggled my mind about this whole situation, uh, and this last thing I'll say about it so Morgan can, can get to the polls, is, you know, I don't know why I do this to myself, and, and I know at least a thousand of you listeners are the same way. You go read the comments on this stupid shit, and it's like you love, like, secretly you love the drama, otherwise you wouldn't read it. I mean, that's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. But, like, I went in there and I was like, there are going to be some really, really, really mind-boggling comments. Go in, read some comments on social media about the show being canceled, and they're like, what the fuck, Netflix? I'm canceling. This is the final straw. And it's like, it's not Netflix's choice. Mm-hmm. Disney owns the property. They're the ones saying, pull it. You know, it's not Netflix's yeah. fault, but, like, people are just laying it on Netflix, accosting them, saying, you know, what the hell are you doing? You're fucking up. And Netflix is like, my hands are tied. I, like, I don't have a choice, you know? So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I do that to myself, but I do know why I do that to myself. So, <laughs> but no, I was a little, I was a little well, bit bummed about the Punisher, but I knew it was coming. So I was able yeah. to say, okay, it's coming. I'll enjoy did the second season. Daredevil out? Did they get dared, rid of Daredevil already? Because I remember they've got the, any any Marvel yeah, all, shows all those... have been canceled at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was interesting because the whole deal with the ones that they picked up where they were, it was, it was all the ones set in Hell's Kitchen. It was, like, all the New York-based ones. So, like, they tied into each other, and they, as a whole, were really good. Like, Daredevil was really good. Um, I heard Luke Cage was good. I never actually got around to watching that one. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like they kind of built this world in a TV setting instead of, you know, their massive cinematic universe deal. And... Yeah. Daredevil was I did I like tried the watching, first season of Daredevil. I tried watching Iron Fist the first like the premise was good but just it felt like major filler where that show just dragged. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to get into it." I've tried I know it's not rela- entirely related. I've tried Arrow. The show is fucking dog shit. It's horrible. Get- <laughs> Arrow is so bad. Oh my it's god. So I gave it 3 episodes. I sat down oh. and this was back when I was in, in Bozeman. I sat down and I watched three episodes straight and I was like, how the fuck does anybody watch this? And I was like, oh yeah, I watched The Walking Dead, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, but that's still a higher, dude. The thing with some of those shows you just have to look out for is where they originate from. And Arrow originated on like one of those shitty local... CW? Yeah, anything that comes off the CW is going to be for teenagers and it's hot garbage. I I do like Supernatural and it is on CW. That's sarcasm. I know that you don't actually like Supernatural. Are you messing well, with me? Are you no, messing I love, with me? No, I like Supernatural, yeah. Like, the first five seasons were incredible. And I've kind of stuck with it afterwards because mm. I enjoy it somewhat still. Wow. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit, 
it is like teenager garbage, and I still kind of like it. Fish gave you the look. Fish gave you the look over there. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. No, I, I like the first season of Supernatural myself, but I don't know. I couldn't stick with it afterwards. That's fair. Did you I understand that? Yeah, it's not. It's it? not a great show. Pretty I will much. say that. <laughs> My wife loves it. I refuse to watch it. I'll watch almost anything she wants me to. I, I watched. <coughs> like I said, the first the first few seasons are good, oh, but after that, you're you're okay mm. not watching it. I even watched every fucking episode of Friends with her. That's how much I love her. I will not watch that show. Uh, Supernatural, I refuse. It's, again, it's two hunky guys that hunt fucking people down. I get it. It's tongue in cheek. It's more than that. It's their bond. Mm. Yeah, they have this that's, bond. That's what she says too. And I'm so, oh no. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Like what well, let's like. let's get off. Let's yeah. get off Supernatural. Let's get off that. Let's move on. These Pauls. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to watch a uh, buddy cop show with, you know, superpowers? It's it's <laughs> it seems like it's on par with like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, something like that. Is pretty it? much, um, pretty much. Except that was actually well written. That's oh. true. That's a was good it point. Though? Hey, we the first like few 10. seasons of Supernatural were well written. The first few were well written. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm gonna hold. I don't I, know why. I, I don't know why, but okay. Um, you hold me to that. Seventy-five percent of our audience said, "Meh, I saw it coming." So, yep. surprise me. I had to get a little redemption after our conversation last week. Now, not a lot of redemption. It was a slight victory. I said, "Fire Emblem Three Fates is giving me some serious fill-in-the-blank vibes via its setting and characters." It was either Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Now, if you go back and listen to last week's episode, you'll see where this joke started. And it was tied for a while, which is weird. So maybe I don't feel so bad about it. Game of Thrones ended up winning 54% to 46%. Not a big victory. Small victory. Hmm. Um, but I guess that it sort of explains the irony of our, our debate. <laughs> so it's basically split. Yeah. N- no, I, I, I'm a little bit surprised by that, to be honest with you. But that's cool. I think Game of Thrones is more compelling personally to me than uh harry potter but i think both are great and uh i'm a little surprised that more of our uh fan base didn't correlate it with uh harry potter but it is what it is if anybody comes up to me and says that harry potter is more compelling than game of thrones i'm gonna fucking walk outside with my ethernet cord and i'm gonna hang myself off of my balcony why would you give me that easy (laughs) Of an out <laughs> for this. <laughs> like, I'm like going to hold you to that, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hang you to that. Mm. All right, that was a bad joke. Oh, yeah. that, no, you know what? It was a good bad joke. There, there's was room it? for both. It, it really wasn't. It really was. No, there are good bad jokes. I don't think that was one of them. It was a good bad joke. Anyway. That's like that's like what I imagine. That's what I imagine. Like a fanboy sends us a threat letter to his favorite developer. <laughs> if you don't include my favorite character, I'm gonna take my Ethernet rope. I had take to it outside. It. I had to become the internet. And everyone who loves Ooh. Harry Potter just how does it feel? Out. Never go full internet. <laughs> you know what? It feels all right. <laughs> Only because I had that much conviction. Now, in, the- in five minutes when you're choking, it's not going to feel so great. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what she said. 
I'm willing to drop the show oh. now. Right off my balcony. Um, I said, have you tried the free demo for uh, Demon Ex Machina, which is the new mech game on the Switch? Has anybody else tried this demo besides yours truly? Nope. No. No one tried it. Okay, well, this isn't going to go well. Um, uh, well, 82% of our audience said no. They also have not tried it. <laughs> so it's a public service I was giving people. Uh, I guess I should wait till you guys try it, but yeah, it didn't, didn't strike me too much. Um, I'll just say that visually didn't look real. It has a great art direction, but it looked real rough on handheld mode. But I can't play it. My switch plugged in right now because my dog chewed through the cable, mm. so I can only play it in handheld mode. And it wasn't Cujo. Mm. No, it was. That's why I got rid of him. You don't have oh, any God. more <laughs> HDMI cables anywhere. No, 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 it chewed through the the cable that connects the to the actual switch, like the the. The power cable? Yes, the power cable. Well, then how are you charging your Weirdly enough, I found out you can use an Android phone charger to charge your Switch when it's in handheld mode. USB-C. Yeah, Yeah. USB-C. It's USB-C, so you couldn't... Ah, never mind. The dock has to be functioning to um, play it on your television, I believe, right? So... That's why it doesn't work. And I don't think it's a cheap fix. I haven't looked into it. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm right, right? Am I wrong about this? I don't know if it needs to be powered or not. I've never attempted it. I wouldn't think it would need to be. Um, I'll take a look at it tonight. What I saw was irreparable damage. It could, though, because it generally uses a little bit more horsepower in order to increase the resolution on the TV. So... I could see it needing power, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. So you're thinking, like, I could still put it in the dock, and it could still work even though the dock is not. Yeah, but I'm not sure, like I said, because okay. Okay. they okay. increase resolution when you're playing on TV mode, and so they may have, they, like, the power usage may go up to a point where you actually need to have the thing plugged in. It's really tragic. Because I want to play Smash with my Pro Controller that my wife bought me, and it's a wired Pro Controller, which you have to plug into the actual, which is weird, because I'd have to sit where my Switch is plugged in, and it's just kind of strange. I wish there's a better way to play it with a Pro Controller, honestly. Now that I'm a pro, so. Hmm. Like, <laughs> uh, I had to sneak that in there. Sorry. Uh, April 26th, hype level for Days Gone. Uh, interesting. So I, this is kind of a fun thing they have on Instagram is where you can put like a little slider. It's not even like a yes or no. It's just like a, a gauge your interest kind of a thing. And it's about halfway right down the middle. So let's say tepid interest for days gone. Um, which is the zombie open world, long delayed game. That's going to be a PlayStation exclusive coming out on April 26. So not terrible, but not high, just right down the middle. Hmm. Which I guess seems about right. Shay's trying to convince us he wants to buy that game instead of another because we share a lot of games. Hmm. Um, oh, it's happening. That game is happening. What, a, what about Sekiro? Make it talk you into Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, you could talk. I can't remember if it's that one or go, the other one, Ghosts of uh, Tsushima. That I'm more interested in. 
It's one of those two. They both look good, to be honest with you. Yeah, they both look good. Sekiro's the one that's more like Bloodborne-y. It's a Souls game. Or from, from oh, okay. software. Sorry, it's not a Souls game. I'll do some uh, personal research. <laughs> some research. Couldn't that's my new research voice. <laughs> the research. <laughs> I do declare. Couldn't convince Shay to get Anthem. Um, very controversial game that's out right now. Uh, Josh, before we end the show, do you have any first taste? Do you have a, do you have a little nugget of Anthem? Um, only that after seeing all the comments on Twitter and stuff, um, they're obviously made by, uh, I think the most delicate I could put it is fucking morons. Um, wow. Oh my goodness. Not because it's an amazing game or anything, (laughs) but because the complaints that I've seen all over the place on Twitter are nonsense. Like the game has issues, but. Not what everyone's whining about, so it's just okay. Yeah. So you think the whines are they're whining about the they're they're whining about the wrong stuff? That's what you're saying. Yeah, like it's got it doesn't the tutorials in the game are not great. So I'll, that's kind of the big issue, and it doesn't really need to be because it's a shooter. You shoot things, but it's got a really cool combat system in there with a lot more going on that you can kind of tweak, but they don't really teach you how to use it that well, uh, yeah, which is I've heard kind, of, pe- kind of an issue. I was hearing people say on the Bombcast that, like, you can't, there's ways to make the combat more interesting, but you don't necessarily have to. Like, they were saying they just ran through the game doing the same thing the whole time, and they were able to get through it no problem, mm-hmm. um, which leads to kind of a more philosophical debate about if, if should a game require you to engage in its different systems, uh, that's... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm sure it's going to be required for like end game content, but just like getting through it cuz it's it's yeah. a, the whole thing is it's a loot game. So you're going to be doing yeah. end game and stuff to the point where you're going to need to know all these systems to be able to get through it, but just the main game it's not required and then they also don't teach it to you very well. So Yeah. I want to try it. I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to get my hands on it mm-hmm. <sighs> so we can talk about it. Because Anthem is one of those games that we have to talk about. I mean, it's just too big and too important. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fish tried to get it today from Redbox, and it spurned him. So that mm-hmm. did not quite happen yet. But Redbox is tricky, mm-hmm. Fish, because this is a long game. I mean, do you think Redbox might... left him blue? Sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fish, do you... I just wanted to try it out, you know, see if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. You think if you liked it, you might buy it? Maybe. <clears throat> okay. Maybe. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know how well, like, I'm pretty sure you could go through that campaign with a friend and stuff like that, and I would like to do that, but other than that, like, I'm not really interested in um, delving deep into the story or getting that invested into it, I guess. Well, you, it's, you never know. The game, it, when you play a game like that, you'll, ha- you'll know if you want to get invested if you really love it. It's hard to say at this point. Right. So. Yeah, that's why I wanted to rent it. Yeah. It sounds daunting, though. It's going for the whole mm-hmm. Destiny grind thing. 
Daunting. Oh, don't want to daunt fish. We, me and Josh, have just became the internet today. Uh, anybody else want to take a stab at saying something crazy? Fish, got anything <laughs> crazy you want to say? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Shay says he has something crazy. No, he didn't. He said no. All right. Um, let's get to some shout-outs uh, as we close the show here. Uh, so as you know, we're started on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash swordchomp, look for our VIP tier. We have a bunch of new exciting tiers that Shay just got updated, like a $20 tier for a Skype meet and greet, as well as new special polls for our $1 um, donators that only Patreon people will be able to do, uh, vote on, and they're going to be really interesting. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if you if you enjoyed the show, go support us. It would mean the world to us and help Chomp Nation grow. But for our five dollar and three dollar supporters, we always give them shout outs at the end of one podcast every month. Um, so, without further ado, I'll roll this over to the professor. Ah, shit, fish! You know what time it is. Yeah, boy. It's time for the p -p -p Patreon shout-out. That's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. Who we got? We got Zach H, a.k.a. Cosmic Pop-Tart. And Ivan No. Skrr. <laughs> <laughs> we got Corin's face, Danny P, Epidemic. Eric O. My baby. We got Gilbeezy, Howard, Jackie, Kane. Yes, Lord. We got Lisa, Kevin, Michelle, and our boy Rich. Oop, oop. We got Ryan, Tony, and we got Zach G. Titties on a saucepan. Thank you guys so, so much. You complete, you complete us. You complete me, boo. Alright, so, uh, all seriousness, thank you guys so, so much. Thank you guys so, so much uh, for, uh, <laughs> thank you for, <laughs> Thank you for supporting our hopes and dreams, uh, keeping us on the on the air for another month. Seriously, and all thank you guys, thank you guys so much. Sorry, I'm I'm still scatterbrained from saying from fish saying titties on a saucepan. <laughs> but, um... Can we just, is that the show title? Can we just call it titties on a saucepan? You know, um, like I was I was I was typing and I was like trying to think of the most absurd thing I could think of right before the show that wasn't too vulgar. That would be like a like something really funny to hear like a hype man say and i was like titties on a saucepan and i was like yep that's going in but um seriously thank you guys so much for supporting us um being a part of the community uh the patreon people are usually the ones who are the biggest drivers of the community so thank you guys so so much um for your continued support we all greatly greatly appreciate it um yeah. as you guys saw in the uh the private instagram um all the supporters and this is to everyone else uh one thing i really wanted to focus on this week is kind of revamping our patreon to give us a little bit more realistic goals and to kind of give you guys a little bit more content uh for donating money to us so even if it's as simple as like a poll it's gonna like a lot of it's gonna be silly but there are gonna be times where you know it's gonna be a little bit more influential morgan and i were discussing this yesterday about how 
you know, maybe a Patreon poll for the week is, uh, you know, what should Josh stream this week? Should it be Fez or Overwatch? And you guys will choose that. And then that dictates what Josh streams. Um, things like that. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more interesting. You'll have a little bit more influence on what happens in the Sword Chomp uh, community and kind of our direction by just being a Patreon donator. So um, we just want to make it a little bit more um, of an exclusive experience for you guys and um, just have fun, more fun with us. So enough about the rambling. Thank you guys so much. And thank you to Fish for uh, playing along with uh, the script that I wrote. Of course. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can be one of the polls. Fish has to work in the phrase titties on a saucepan five times in the next podcast. <laughs> yeah we'll figure something um, out is that just challenge accepted you know it could just be two eggs two eggs over easy well, it kind of looks like two titties on a saucepan so. oh okay right yeah I'm real I'm, Where's the nipples, I'm thinking though? about the potential of show pictures here and huh. it's just a wide world of possibilities where'd you say fish where, where are the what don't worry what, where are the nipples at on those two? Don't worry, what not Josh shaved. is actually going to do is he's going to take a pan and someone's okay. going to be holding it up and it's just going to have a bunch of cow udders. <laughs> well, fish, think about it. The egg, the egg white would be the breast and the egg yolk would be mm -hmm. the nipples. Oh, that'll be the areola. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, ah, we figured it out. Maybe two jalapenos on there or something. Um, anyways. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be delicious, actually. Mm, make me hungry. Uh, yeah, so like Shay said, um, thank you so much for that. Uh, quick wrap-up here. You can find my side podcast, In the Blood, where I interview composers. In the Blood, if you search for it, download it. Shay has a podcast where he interviews uh, game creators. It's called Evoking the Sublime. Evoking the Sublime. You should go check those out if you don't. Um, and we already mentioned our Patreon a ton. So if we read your comment today, you know, one thing we like to do is get our community more involved than any other podcast out there. I don't know if other people have their community more involved. I'm just going to say that ours is the most involved, and that's it. All right? That's fact. I'm laying it down. Um, it's true. Yeah. True. You can tattoo it on your ass because it's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been verified by no uh, one us. ever gets something tattooed on their ass that is not true. Never. Absolutely yeah. never. If it goes on the ass, it's true forever. That's usually my source for up-to-date news mm -hmm. that I can trust. That's right. That's kind of like my life mantra. If you can tattoo it on your ass, it must be true. Mm. That's what I tell my students anyways. And they say, Nani? Mm-hmm. Nani? Because they don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes we don't even understand what's happening. Um, but yeah, it's a great show. We'll be back next week uh, talking about all sorts of new good stuff. So if you, if you made it this far, thanks for checking out the podcast. And until next week, peace out. He's on the socks.